Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and y'all listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Hey guys, Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Monday! New episode, about time, baby. Oh, it's been a minute. Oh yeah, did you guys have a good weekend? What a great weekend. I was in Vegas, and then I uh, went to Austin, and then I went to a wedding... And then I went to Hamilton and saw a kid with a mullet sit in front of me. <laughs> I don't know what was more impressive. That's a joke. Hamilton's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, inspired me. I want to write a musical. I think I'm going to do that. I don't know when. Sooner or later? Who knows? Uh, tonight I had an amazing night at the Comedy Store as well. i got to share this real quick before the episode starts. Larry David comes in to the Comedy Store. I'm sitting there. I had three shows tonight. Long Beach Laugh Factory. Hollywood Improv. Comedy Store in the middle. And I'm about to bounce to go to the improv, and I see my buddy Harlan Williams, and we start just, you know, sharing a, a, a goof and a laugh. And he goes, come to the patio, let's, you know, catch up. We start shooting the shit, and he goes, look at this, Larry David. And I'm thinking, you know, it's just Harlan's way of being like, look at this fucking, you know, just got, you know, he's just got that offbeat brand of silliness that you're just like, you never know. And I look over, and I'm like, holy shit, it's actually Larry David walking down the hill to the comedy store. He hasn't been there in 37 years, he ends up telling me later on. I'm, Harlan's like, you should go say something because he knows I did an episode. So I go, all right, I, yeah, I fucking yeah. I'm like, should I? I don't know if he don't remember me from uh, you know the rap party was the last time I saw him. And so I walk up and he sees me. and goes, Adam. I go, Larry. We start shooting the shit. He tells me how great my scene came out in the episode. That's I think it's episode nine, but he tells me how great it was and I'm gonna be really pleased. And oh my god, it was amazing. And then he goes, yeah, Pete uh, Davidson asked me to come down, and I might. I'm working out my monologue for uh, SNL in a few weeks. So I take him to the main room. He's like, I show him the backstage area. He sees how big the room is. He just goes, Nah, it's all right. I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't think so. And I go, All right. I go, What about the original room? It's smaller, kind of safer. People work out monologues there for award shows and whatnot. Goes in there. He sits. He's like, Nah, I don't know. I just, I'm just not feeling it tonight. Then Pete comes in and begs him. And he goes in and he crushes, and it was unbelievable. So, what a night! I was on, I was on a, a cloud nine, but cloud twelve. I go to the improv, and uh, it was just—I I don't want to say I slayed, but I had a really good set, and it was really fun. And I just was so locked in, man. I just—I don't know. I just, you know, a, a, an ego boost from from one of your heroes like that, and then just a, oh man, it was awesome. So. Anyway, uh, speaking of awesome, <laughs> today's episode, uh, one of the creators of the 5-4 clothing brand company. Have you heard of 5-4? Yeah, probably. I rock it a lot. Brad rocks it. Zach Efron rocks it. Cody Bellinger rocks it. Chris Paul rocks it. Blake Griffin rocks it. Um, name is a cool-ass celebrity that rocks this men's clothing um, line that you know curates these packages. We've talked about them on the pod before. It's... Uh, it's one of the best companies out there that um, really changed the game as far as uh, online shopping goes and, and personalized shopping for dudes. Um, 54club.com is the website uh, where you can go start um, start you know living and, and looking and, and loving <laughs> the best uh, the best version of yourself. You know what I'm saying? This isn't even an ad. I'm just telling you because I I do it. I use 54 and um, if you sign up right now, you get 50% off your first month plus a pair of sunglasses. And uh, our guest drops a, a another private code in which you can get even more of a discount if you sign up. So this is an episode worth listening all the way through, not only for the uh, the discount, but but the story, man. Starting a fucking killer clothing company that's dominating the fashion game. Uh, how does it happen? Well, you get to hear today with our guest, Andres Iscaeta, who is one of the, again, creators and founders of 5-4 Group. Um, 
again, I, I, this episode is just one of these episodes I uh, I, I take real uh, exception to because not a comedian, not an actor, but a uh, fucking creator and innovator and savvy-ass business dude. And uh, we had a lot of laughs, too. He's a super funny dude. He's how I met um, and really... Uh, uh, got to know Jaleel White, so um, added bonus there. And uh, anyway, enjoy this episode. I know you will. And again, sign up for Five Four Club because it's the shit. Um, follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Uh, Andres is on Twitter at Andres is Kieta, um, spelled I Z Q U I E T A. Uh, follow the podcast at Alien Podcast. Follow Brad at uh, Funny Brad. Uh, tour dates. Brad, uh, this weekend is going to be in Denver at the Comedy Works, October 26th to 28th. Tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. Uh, this week, well, Brad and I, tomorrow actually, are both in New York filming Comedy Knockout for True TV. But then, October 26th, I'm going to be headlining The Rec Room in Orange County in Huntington Beach, actually. October 26th, 8 p.m. Come out and see me. October 28th, I'm doing the Setlist Show at the Nerd Melt at 8 p.m. Set list, Nerd Melt on Sunset Boulevard. That's a comic book store. 8 p.m. Set list show. November 3rd, Bucknell University with Adam Devine. Uh, November 4th and 5th, I'm doing Levity Live in Oxnard, California with Brad Williams. November 7th in San Diego, I'm headlining Lestats. It's a tiny little coffee shop. Can't wait for that. Going to run my new hour. My new hour. My only hour that I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get that shit tight, baby. Uh, November 8th, I'm headlining Stand Up Live in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And, of course, November 10th to the 12th, Tempe, Arizona, Tempe Improv. Uh, November 10th through the 12th. Cannot wait. Tempe, get your tickets all f- for all those shows at adamraycomedy.com. Aboutlastnightpodcast.com. The new site is launched, so go there and get past and present episodes. So many killer episodes coming up. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, rate and comment on the iTunes page and email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com. Your favorite alien moments, where you get the pod, why you got into it, why you love it. And we're going to read some of those moments when the new merch comes <laughs> shortly, and we're going to send a lot of free merch out. So be subscribed so you can get all that. Cool. Now we got the two dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with 5-4 Club creator, founder, Andres. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. It's about last night. Now you can throw those cans on if you want. If you like the sound of your own voice. Nobody does. <laughs> not your voice specifically. I, I mean have like to put these on or you don't have to. No, I don't have to. Yeah. That's what it helps you. But definitely pull the mic, let's see, like maybe to the there you go, like that. There you go. I think we find that's like a good balance so you can see both of our faces. <laughs> uh how are you? I'm good. So you said you're you're dressed. Um, because you have a full day. I have a full day. I feel like every day is a full day for you. Every day. Like well, when I, I mean, visit you at the five four office. Yeah. I mean, it's like I feel privileged to even get face to face time and not having some courier come out and be like. No, it's funny because like Andres the last time you. you came, I was juggling in between two meetings. I actually wanted to like chat with you f- yeah. for ten fifteen just to, I appreciate to catch that. up. But it's like one meeting delays. It goes into the other meeting, and then you know. Yeah, it, it, and I'm a late person to begin with. Uh, so are you? Yeah, I'm pretty bad. Has I'm that, late today. Has that 
always it's not yeah it's, it's also maybe, the nature I think of it's a Latin the, thing too oh is it <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to say anything as a white guy because I because I don't want to be like that guy that's just like well you people like I, I don't want right. to do that shit wait is that a uh, known uh, it's Latin, I mean, Latin late on well yeah just I mean it's like yeah. uh, it's either for instance we produce some stuff in Mexico and it's always late and the joke is like oh, yeah it's on Mexico time you know <laughs> yeah or it's right. Mexico time it's island or time right. or I have a black friend who says uh, CP time right and wait that, now do black people make fun of how late Latin people are like I think it's like, I, who, I, I think it's, I don't actually makes fun of yeah. me a lot yeah. about it okay. Okay. Well, right. he's always on time yeah and he's very punctual yeah I'm I'm not <laughs> Now, like, and it's like it literally goes all do. the way from Spain to South America to Mexico. It's just mm-hmm. a cultural thing. I don't know. Now, and then, <laughs> and then here, then here's something. Like when you're doing when you, when you have all these meetings, do you have an assistant that has like everything together? Do you ha- is it yeah? All, so is, the assistant is all always you? is good about like stating that hey, you have mm-hmm. say it's three fifty eight, and you have yeah. your four o'clock here. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in like a vibe, a rhythm an inspiration a creative moment it's hard to just stop at that right i've i've been trying to be better about it but yeah if you're in the vibe you're the vibe sure where do you find your vibe and that's the first time i've asked that question ever on this podcast (laughs) first for everything (laughs) i think Um, i think i think there was a talk show on bet in the 80s it was yeah it was also a line from (laughs) a uh from the uh the band next yeah right (laughs) so it depends on the context so for instance if it's like a specific fashion inspiration it's usually through travel like if i'm in a certain city whether i'm in like say london tokyo copenhagen whatever mm-hmm. do you go out of your um, way to find inspiration from travel like it, i mean yeah, i know yeah, you love no. to travel for like you're a big foodie and like you always are taking these amazing like you're you might be the only person on instagram that i'm like take more food photos right <laughs> because right. they're actually fo- foods i've never seen right they're places i want to go to right you like frame them up in a way where i'm like that looks appetizing right. it's not just like Hey, crab cakes in Santa Monica. Fucking, right. we've no, all no. seen that shit. Yeah, and nobody cares. That's too accessible. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, do you do you go out? Do you go out of your way to to travel because you're like, oh, there's going to be some unexpected. Yeah, so I'm usually like on the road once a month, and I would say I'd say that twelve months of the year, nine to ten months of them are for work, and then two months are for personal. Yeah, um, meaning. I, I'm not traveling for the entire month. Obviously, I'm traveling two days to fourteen days. Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I like. You know, I don't like to be anywhere in one place. For me, if I'm in LA for more than like four weeks at a time, it drives me insane. Dude, I'm the exact same way. Brad, do you feel that way? I mean, this guy travels every weekend. Yeah, I haven't been on the road, and uh, I was just thinking about this. I'm going to Kansas City. To, uh, by the time this podcast came, comes out, I've already been in Kansas City. The crowds are wonderful. Uh, <laughs> but like, I haven't been on the road because I was doing the wedding stuff. So I was here for three weeks, and I'm definitely going a little stir crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and before you're used that, to it, and also yeah. there's something about, I don't know, dude. And maybe it's the we crave the um, experience of of I don't know what's gonna like getting into a routine is fine, but mm-hmm. we're all creatives, and routine is like not conducive. I feel like for I mean it is yeah. because like you should have organization, but like my life is organized chaos, and I kind of like it that way. Where right. it's like I should I'm at the point where I probably could use a little bit of help, but I also like. It feeds the beast a little bit, the way I, you know, organize things, but... Yeah, I think for me, it's about just, you know, seeing people, culture, places, and there's something from inspiration to just, like, acts of 
things being funny yeah of going to so many places throughout the world also allows you to appreciate the life that we get to live in la that mm-hmm. i think after being across the world oh yeah in most big cities it's Pretty the best great. city in the world to live in mm-hmm. it's not the best city in the world to eat and drink or to party <laughs> or to whatever it is just overall, overall like if i have to assess life yeah with, like say 10 to 20 variables it's gonna win overall. Yeah. What you're saying is that if cities were like street fighters, like yeah, there's right. some there's some street fighters that are like E Honda that are, are fat but but powerful, so they're not quick. Yeah, and then right. and then and then and those other guys are like really quick, and right. then and then and then so like Chun Li, really really right. fast, but <laughs> doesn't have everything. But then you get a guy like Ken. Ryu Guile, just right. like kind of down the middle of the road, right. yeah, blue collar guys. Yeah, I just lost like half of our listeners. Yeah, like, vi- vi- right. video games. What? <laughs> Wait, what's the best food country? What's the best party country based yeah, on your you. experience? Best food country in the world, I'd say overall. Best city or country? Best city. Great question. Best city. Best city. Yeah. Tokyo. Best country. Japan. Best best country. Italy. Wow. Well, just I'm gonna agree. Oh, just overall, everywhere yeah, you've been in partying, Italy. Yeah. Best party city, Spain. I'd say, is uh, Ibiza. Yeah. Best party city, I'd some... say, is Mykonos. Best party country, I'd say, is probably Spain. Wow. My boy Adam Devine was just in Mykonos, and he was just like, no, 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 looking like he was living no, 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 it up. It's the most lit place in the world. Oh, I, that, that, sat, that, that sounds Greek. Is that Greece? No, Italy. Mykonos, Greece, yeah. Oh, Greece, okay. Greece, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greece, I thought it was Italy. Mykonos is in Greece, bro. Come on. Yeah. Ah, I got it. Because I was like, that sounds like a yogurt. Mykonos. <laughs> <laughs> is there a place in Italy that that sounds similar? Amalfi, no. With an M? I think. No, no have you all, have, or maybe no. he did go to Greece. All right. Trust me, all the the perverts come back to the world. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, so the perverts All the way go to down Mykonos. to like family people. Yeah. It's it's literally like the craziest party people and then also I've seen families with babies. It's up to, it's what you want to And then like it. the babies have sunglasses and glow sticks and even they're raving. Right, yeah. right, right, right. 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 Well, now, now, have you always been this kind of person that is, how do I say this? Worldly? A renaissance man? Or you have you always been enjoying travel? I mean, yeah, so I think, you know, part of it is also like your culture so i come from a family that we speak spanish at home and mm-hmm. my ethnic breakdown is lebanese spanish and ecuadorian so i've always had this appreciation just because of the diversity of my background and yeah. then growing up in la you're exposed to being friends with white kids black kids asian yep. kids latin kids etc cetera, etc cetera. so i've always had enjoyed going to their homes when I grew up and eating my friends' family's Korean food or Mm -hmm. eating Mexican, whatever it is, right? So I think for me, I've always been appreciative. And then when I had the opportunity to go out and travel and learn and experience new people and culture, then that's really what like, I think that's kind of what makes me who I am now is that I have this like thirst for just more. And every time I land in a place, even though I've been there before, it's just more the excitement and the adrenaline that comes to you when you're like, searching and discovering things and all that stuff mm-hmm. and now has there ever been a a, a a food that you looked at where you're like nope not touching that absolutely not no no really so because it, even if you you there's recognize some shit it. in china that i've seen that i'm like yeah bro that that thing in the fish tank <laughs> th- doesn't look kosher but but then that makes you probably also want to be like, well, I'm, that makes me double down. I've eaten the like curious. the chicken head. I don't know if that's that oh. crazy. In India, I ate goat brain. I was what? really that was really wasted, so it helped, but it was really good. What did it taste like? They deep fry it. It kind of tasted like a weird 
curry lentil, if that makes any sense. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. And they give you like the naan. But it's not like they take it straight out of the goat head and just fucking scoop it out and put it in a bowl. I don't know. I ate it off a street stand, so probably. Oh, shit. Street stand goat brain? It's funny. I've never... I've only gone sick from fancy places. I've never gone sick from, from street the... food, and I eat some crazy street food. Wow! So, so all over the world, not so like when LA, some guy me- yeah. Mexican yeah. Yeah. truck at <laughs> two in the morning. Drunk. So when some guy just has a hot plate and there's a goat without a head and there's a sizzling on, on the grill, I didn't see the goat there. So you're, you're like, I'm I don't in. know what the process was, but. No, the the theory is of like health dude, code on the side of the building. But fuck if the it. dude's there every day, then if people get sick, he 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 would have been stabbed or killed by yeah. one of mm-hmm. his local patrons at some point. Yeah. Right. So it's usually not going to be that because he's already got it. You know, tried so, and tested it. So, so so when you're walking around downtown Los Angeles and you see the guy uh, with the hot dogs wrapped in bacon, you're like, bring it. Bring it, <laughs> or do you ever ask them like, can you can you put some goat brain on this? Yeah, like, are you? Yeah, I don't ask them if it's farm to table or anything. <laughs> By the way, that term confuses me because isn't what? everything farm In this to case, table? It is farm. To, well, they go farm to process center. To oh, table. oh, it, 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 all, it all starts at farm. It all ends up at table. Like yeah. to me, like at some point. Yeah, they're they're, they're what matters they're, is what's maybe between. some middlemen. Right. I'm not sure. Did right. did the um. The start of Five Four Clubs come from a travel situation where you. Well, no. So I started Five Four as a brand 15 years ago in 2002. First 10 years, we did primarily retail and, and wholesale. We had three stores in LA, sold in 1,000 stores like Macy's, Nordstrom, et cetera. 2012, we launched Five Four Club. Truthfully, Five Four Club was launched because we were desperate and we ran out of ideas of what to do. Oh, and really? at that point, from 2008 to 2012, the state of retail was very challenging and it's right. become very challenging again now. So it was just more of an idea that we'd come up with and said like, okay, we see this opportunity in the market and men don't actually like to, like to shop. They care enough to look good, at least some men. Mm-hmm. And so we conceptualized this concept, basically the 5-4 Club, where you pay $60 a month and you get two items typically per month. One month yeah. and be like a pair of jeans and a sweater. Next month, a jacket and a t-shirt. Next month, a button down and a sweatshirt. So for 60 bucks, you get essentially like if you're comparing it to market brands out there in the mall, like a J. Crew or Gap in terms of your quality, has more of yeah. a 5-4 flavor to it, like a modern classic. And what's beautiful about it is, is that we get to choose for you what you get. And the idea is that since we send you something that essentially is a surprise in a box setting, Every single month, it's the it's taking the onus of the idea of being an explorer, being a being a discoverer. So it's like when you wear your five four, go out and conquer the world, go out and kill that job, go yeah. out and kill that date, go out and explore Paris. Or don't whatever. Don't kill that person, but don't yeah. kill the person. Eat that goat <laughs> yeah. brain. Eat that goat brain though, for sure. Hey, I'm wearing five four right now, and I'll say this: uh, so like some of the shit you've uh, given me is like, I mean, it's all dope. But there's some that I'll wear for auditions or like certain meetings and like dude there is an extra level of like swagger that i feel when right. i'm because the material is just so like i don't know it just you know and like when you you're said, going for that brad pitt biopic for sure dude. Right. that's coming up <laughs> now when i play when i play brad williams in the brad williams story <laughs> hey that you know what is it called coming out of the treehouse what do we what yeah, do we say exactly. the title was? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so many titles for your biopic. Farm, farm to table cookie. I 
something like that. I'm not sure. Some, uh, Wait, but I want to know this. How yeah. difficult is it to, when you first 5-4 started, and yeah. you, you brushed over very quickly just, we got an MA season, Nordstrom, but like to me that seems bonkers to even yeah. get your product into a big um, uh, um, department store. Yeah, because so I, I feel like everyone has those ideas. Like, oh, you know what they should do is have a is have a razor that also jerks you off. Like, yeah. and then can we get that like, in right Ed? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah be yeah, like, yeah. how do you how do you actually get that into those kind in those kind of stores? Yeah, I mean, so for the first two three years we struggled. It was like very grassroots in the sense, you know, took backpacks, went to trade shows, mm-hmm. eventually created a collection that was able to be good enough to get a sales rep, and then the sales rep has the infrastructure and the connection. This is how the old model worked. The yeah. new model is literally completely way different. The now. new model seems like it's the Wild West, where you just put your stuff on the internet, you yeah. create an app, you have some tech, Get have some a, celebs, have a website. To yeah, post. I think, I mean, it's, t- today's the easiest and the most challenging time to be, to to do apparel. Easiest because the barrier to entry is so low, because mm-hmm. you, you, you can create a Shopify website yeah, an Instagram account, Etsy store, whatever Etsy the hell. store, whatever yeah. it is, right? Because you can just create a logo. You can do it in like it days, on. yeah, and produce product. I mean, it's not so simple, but it, no, there's a process. Easier. Yes, mm-hmm. it's easier. Scalability is where it's the most challenging because, as you now know too, like for instance, to become an entertainer in some way, shape, or form is easy because there's YouTube, there's Instagram, there's this platform, yeah. that platform. Yeah. Anyone can have a podcast. Anyone can have. A voice, essentially, and yeah, then if right. you're a voice, you're you are a personality or entertainer. Same thing in clothing. It's like, for instance, if you look at the brands that dominated, say, billions of dollars twenty mm-hmm. years ago, maybe it was like a hundred to two hundred brands. Now it's tens of thousands of brands what? that dominate that same yeah. dollar. Anyone can share. start. And there's a lot something. of brands out there yeah. that do like a mil to five mil a year that mm-hmm. are content being in that pocket range. Sure. That now like there's so much more just uh, the market's so fragmented now. So I mm-hmm. think that that's the biggest difference between today and before. There's the, the, the most opportunity. Scalability to me is the biggest challenge because we've been lucky that we've been able to scale. But once you to break out of that smaller mold was very challenging. Yeah, and you guys also, uh, the subscription service that you have, mm-hmm. you guys were, um, I'm tr- I, I, was, I was racking my brain because now it seems like there's a few different clothing companies, apps that have something similar. Mm-hmm. But you guys were one of the first out of the gate. And I, yeah. and, and I, I, I think that's key too is yep. to where when people hear of an, of another brand and an, another male clothing subscription service, they sure. go, oh, like 5-4 Club. Yep. Right. You're like the YouTube of uh, – Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, know? so in like men's other- where we were the first ones and yeah. we're still the market – leader obviously there's copycats out there and you know to us competition if anything only allows us to make ourselves better yeah yep um and so you know we've also evolved a lot so for instance in the last year we launched three new brands that are non-subscription based all direct to consumer we launched a footwear brand called new republic by mcnary dude Mm -hmm. we launched an activewear brand called Grand AC. Grand, Grand Athletic Club. Grand Athletic Club. Yeah, and then uh, Oshenta. Oshenta is the That's, eyewear brand. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we have now a suite of products, and we're launching next month a e-com platform called 54man.com, which is basically our, I hate to say the word one-stop shop, but it's like a one-stop shop for men. We own all the brands, so we're able to provide the customer a high-quality, fashion-forward, accessibly price point 
products wow. to the consumer or almost everything's under a hundred bucks. Um, so See, we're and, going and that's, against and that's something and that I really want to put out there. So that product yeah. is like similar in competition, at least what we create for five, four man to a Zara an ASOS, a top shop and H and M the product that we create in five, four club. Cause it's a little bit more classic based. Yeah. That product is more comparable to like a Uniqlo gap or a J crew. So depending on who the customer is, we have product that basically speaks to all types of guys, whether you're a classic guy, so then you're gonna be either maybe a five four club member because What if like I wanna dress like the Monopoly man? Do you have do you have something for me? No, that's maybe more of like a Rose Bowl vibe or something. You got to go pick it up yourself. Yeah, but I will say that uh, there are, like, like you said, there are copycats out there. And uh, I've looked on some of them. And a lot of the stuff, it's like, oh, that's $42 for a pair of boxers. Right. I'm not a fan of that. Like, Yeah, I think that the consumer now obviously has so many options. So they're able to obviously, you know, like the consumer now, the, the the difference between the consumer today and the consumer even maybe 10 years ago is that if you showed something to the consumer, this shirt costs 60 bucks or mm-hmm. whatever it is, that consumer was like, they can make a decision there quickly if they're going to buy it or not. You tell the consumer today that shirt is 60 bucks, he's gonna go on his phone, open up five browsers, see where he can get that shirt the cheapest, see if there's right. a code online to get it at a better rate, or maybe even go to H&M or Zara.com and see if they can get that look for a cheaper price. Yeah. So the millennial, specifically the millennial, how they shop and consume is radically different than how the old old generation is. Mm-hmm. So the old generation is, is discovering, sorry, the old generation discovered brands by going to the mall. Like when yeah. I used to grow up, when I grew up, I discovered brands at the mall. Did you like going to the mall? like a magazine. Oh yeah, I used yeah. to spend all my money at the mall. Yeah. And it was like, the mall was a shit. Polo and Tommy, that's all I wore, Me right? too. The the, um, the mall experience, I feel like, is still there. Like I still, but I, I mean, come on, man. It's almost like, the movie theater where it's like it's different now that you can stream so much like there's right why go there is just less people like yeah. I've never been to a theater and been like I can't find a seat I have to go to the theater I haven't been in the theater in two years and I have to go to the theater in the next week because my friend just produced the movie that came out and I promised that I would go see the movie Yeah. so I'm gonna go see the movie but Hey, I'd rather just wait till it streams. Yeah, I can just buy. I'd rather pay thirty dollars and stream it in my bedroom. Yeah, than to go to the mall, get the Uber, get there. Dude, yeah, wait yeah, in hell, line. you can da, even. Da, da, da. Yeah, you can even go to Seven Eleven and get all, and, get, and get all the same damn snacks. There you go, bro. <laughs> or Postman it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even better. Yeah, we're we're getting to a point now where everything is so easy and at your at your will. You don't have to leave if you can afford it. You yeah. you really don't have to leave your place. Ever like once, 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 uh, sex robots come out, it's done. Well, right. Did you see the report <laughs> that they hackers can now? Uh, please tell me you read this article where hackers yeah. can uh, hack the sex robots and make them kill you. That, I just read that article on like New York Times. That sounds like a <laughs> so movie. Don't, uh, sleep yeah. with a sex robot. Can yeah. you imagine? Do the first guy that get that fucks a robot and and it all of a sudden just goes <laughs> and goes like. Fuck you, my yeah, exactly. or like yeah, yeah. you know, no right. more dick or whatever the catchphrase right. is. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> no fuck you dick. up. No more dick. I don't know. I mean, I that, think their sentence uh, structure is probably a little off, but their their violence is at an all time high. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, it, look, it, it, I've never even fucked with like. There's flashlights. You yeah. know, have you heard of those? They're like yeah. flashlights, basically that you fuck. It's supposed to feel like a uh, like a Got vagina. Um, yeah. And you, and you just you uh, you essentially jerk yourself off with a with a <laughs> tennis ball uh, tube. 
Like it, pretty much, yeah. So there's that. There's obviously there dolls. Be a subscription to that. I mean, there <laughs> probably is. There I mean, is. there's really tubefuckers.com. At, at this point, anything I think of, and I'm like, nah, that's crazy. I'm like, not anymore, man. Right. There's just there's a where there's a will, there's a way. Has been like there's an audience for everything. Yes, yes. And, yeah. and, and you've taken out some of the most annoying stuff for men uh, because and A uh, 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 like just the mall experience going parking like you don't know if you pay for parking is it free finding parking sometimes just and then finding just that style of clothing that is good for you like I'm I've been walking around stores and most people are like looking at me like hey baby gaps that way asshole (laughs) and I'm like hey no, I want some good shit. Yeah. And uh, I'm wearing a 5'4 shirt right now. You guys have fit me. Yeah, yeah, and sure. uh, I know that when you, add, the more you use your product, the yeah. more you guys get familiar with the styles that that, right. that, that the person likes. Right. So for you, they'll be like, oh, we have 22 different bandanas this month. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do not ship bandanas. Yeah, when, did you, when did you start rocking the bandana? It's a very unique and dope look. And I feel uh, like you're my only friend that rocks it. It's uh, a like, gardener chic. Probably three years. <laughs> Oh yeah, years? yeah, yeah. What yeah, was the? Because um, I feel like I'm always curious with any sort of like I'll go in and out of bracelets, you know, and like I used to. There was at one point when I was wearing them all the I time, think, and I stopped, and then I was yeah, like, maybe I should get a watch. I think I was at the Rose Bowl at the flea market, and I saw this vendor wearing it, but he was wearing it in a, a different way, and yeah. then mm-hmm. I just decided to like adopt it. Yeah, and I'd worn it before, but it was more like, oh yeah, Coachella in the dust storm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So then I started to rock it, and now I wear a bandana maybe like three, four days a week. Nice. Now so it's just a nice little touch point. Yeah, that hell yeah! Makes uh, you different from everyone. Wait, else. what's the occasion that you'll go? I gotta go no bandana on this one. <laughs> is there a dinner or like black a person tie. that you know is like like? Is there if you're meeting I don't with somebody? Like doing black tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I obviously do black tie, I can't wear a bandana. I look like an asshole. <laughs> um, unless uh, unless you're Johnny Depp, I feel yeah. like that guy has a scarf for every unless situation. Unless there's something a little serious to it, where yeah. there's a tone of seriousness, then yeah. that's when I. You're not gonna go bandana it. to a funeral. No. Well, you may need well, to cry. Yeah. yeah. yeah see. <laughs> and everyone's looking around for tissue, and you're like, I got, I, I yeah. got you covered. Yeah. Now, you seem to have found success with this. Uh, now, did you have any ideas that you tried out that didn't work? A lot. So yeah. obviously, like the what first so, ten years of my career, I'm so curious about that. Work. And where did you even? Uh, if we can just go a little bit before that, yeah. like, so you grew up in LA. Yes. Yeah. And and what about this world just spoke to you? And was this so, the goal? Yeah. So I think it was kind of like so I was challenged with fashion, and I'll explain why. So when I went in in into um, my high school years. Mm-hmm. I went to a private school here in LA that was all boys and the there was a dress code so not a uniform dress code was was you had to wear a collar shirt and khaki pants every day. Oh. You mm-hmm. did, you couldn't wear jeans, the khaki pants could be or chino pants could be whatever color but whatever. So It's like you worked at the uh, fucking AT&T or Yeah, something. and yeah. it's funny and all like the uniform was so basic for like the, and you know it was like 70 80% white boy. Yeah. And um, they would just wear their like dad's polos yeah. and you know just like cargo shorts and and then the worst was when they would wear Hawaiian shirts that was <laughs> pretty bad. I I love that that's but, always the go to like hey we have a boring yeah. as fuck wardrobe Tommy Bahama it, Jr. It's Hawaiian <laughs> shirt Friday yeah. and then yeah. you're just like oh wow now I feel so, so I festive. actually <laughs> took that as my kind of calling to 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 make myself just you know fashion to me became a thing of like pride where yeah. I was like 
I'm proud because I look really fly and I look different from everyone else. So I used to come dressed like crazy every day. Like not crazy, but like I would go to the mall or go to like Ross or TJ Maxx or Marshalls because that's where my mom made me shop and buy like the old polo, Tommy, Nautica, Perry Ellis, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would make it my own. So I would try to look like the flyest kid always. And it's funny because there was always like a small group of kids that we would always be in competition. It was, it was, it was primarily me and some of my my black friends. Yeah, we would wars. always like just compete and be like, "What are you wearing today?" You know. So, how would you make what, yourself different? Like, with a, would you like cut a sleeve or? No, like, no, I wouldn't do anything crazy. Oh. That it was just more like, what did you wear to stand out? Like, yeah. Did you get the color block, Tommy, or did you just get the solid Tommy? Yeah. You know, or did you go did jacket you, yeah. over the sweater? Yeah, like did you go, like you know, that. thong so, outside of the shorts? Right, so like, you know, <laughs> that was it wasn't move. anything yeah. crazy yet, so, obviously. So you started that? Yeah, that oh, was wow. me. Okay. But like, you know, people would always say like, oh, you must be really rich because you dress like, you know, yeah. like you just look like yeah. whatever. I'm like, no, I'm not. I actually just like take pride or whatever. So that always to me made me feel like better because I was always in my mind, oh, fashion is an outlet for me to express myself and then also breed confidence because it's going to make me feel a certain way. And that's mm-hmm. to me, like, to this day, when I wake up, my outfit to me is super important because it's a representation of myself. And if you think about it, it's not a superficial thing, but people judge you first on how you look. Yeah. And obviously, once they get to know you, they judge you on you as the person. Yeah, but that's but just that instant thing. When I look thing. at someone yeah. first glance, it's like I can... I have at least a stereotype in my head sure. of what that person is based on what they're wearing. And yeah, hence I've always been proud of like when making a decision stylistically of yeah, and that's just mind. and that's just a natural thing that I think all human beings do. I I I don't think it means like oh you're oh you're so judgmental. It's like no, you when you see someone, your brain just kind of looks at them and goes, okay, what can I deduct from what they're wearing? How they right. look like that's it's a natural thing. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but right. yeah, it, it and. It's funny though to me that you're in you're in a school that hey this is the dress code right. and and they're they're probably doing that because they don't want uh, you know some kids to be really well dressed and other kids not to be well dressed right. so they're 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 trying to uh, uh, make sure that everyone's kind of the same but then e- e- even then to kind of quote uh, our friend Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park <laughs> life finds a way like right. creative finds a way like yeah. you like you found a way right, to be so like, like oh let me still find a way to stand this, out into this range yeah because if they allow you to wear jeans and or t-shirts the range goes like that right right right, right. this smaller range okay we we can kind of control you but yeah. like you said if you're creative and you're into it then you're like okay it's actually easier I can just go crazy into the range that, you know, that I can go into and make it the, the best that I possibly can. Yeah. So anyway, so th- that was like my years in high school. Then I went to USC. Fight on. Um, One and L. Fight on. That's right. And, and uh, Stanford. <laughs> so then. Uh, what did you study there? I studied business with an emphasis in entrepreneurship. And my business plan was 5-4. So, oh, shit. Yeah. So what's funny is like um, there's this term called. So when you get money, whether it's scholarship, your parents, or financial, financial aid, aid yeah. mm-hmm. you get a discretionary account. Yep. And your discretion account, I never, I never bought one book in college. I used to take my discretion money and shop for clothes <laughs> at the you. at the bookstore. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. would have to buy the stupid workbook to class. So that was the only one. And my best friend 
would always buy the book, so I would just borrow it and awesome. cram, obviously. Oh, dude, I wish um, I had that life. Yeah, yeah so it was the good. The books so, I, so expensive. So then I used to just buy, like, USC gear. They had, like, a little bit of polo and some Nike. So I used to buy, like, even that, you know, just to... Because, again, it was like, I, I, I always wanted clothes. To me, I was just... I had been always obsessed with clothes. Also... And USC time, had a great selection. Great selection, because right? obviously the university is spoiled children. Yeah, yeah. So, fight on. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not spoiled. We're we're right. well provided. And for. at the time, I thought <laughs> I thought that I wanted to go into entertainment and be like a producer or something. Oh, shit. Just because I came from LA and I thought either a director, producer, just something mm-hmm. in the creative field, yep. media. And then one summer, two thousand one, I was in New York on the street. I was there for like a week with looking my friend. Looking for dope brain, yeah. Looking for, yeah, for vibe. And um, <laughs> and uh, I walked into the store that I never heard of. And I went, I bought, I spent like 400 bucks. And then I came back, I told my friend, dude, you gotta go come to the store tomorrow. It's insane, it's called H&M. It, it's the first one in America, blah, blah, blah. I was on, mm-hmm. on Fifth Avenue. Took him back the next day. He ended up buying clothes. He's my business partner to this day. Wow. And for someone like him who didn't like to shop, and would never spend money on clothes. Yep. He found it as an accessible place where he can actually afford something. Wow. So we came back that semester at USC, wrote a business plan how fast fashion would change the American retail landscape and how now the consumer, this is 2001, bear in mind. Holy yeah. shit. And how the consumer at the time, because of the of the internet, would now have the ability to make decisions on their own because the media doesn't control them. Because the media essentially controlled you in the past you have to watch this commercial. You have to watch this or this right. print ad. Now yeah. I can go and search something and discover it on my own. So now I have the decision. Now obviously the the power is on the consumer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the idea with that too is that consumer behavior would be changed because now consumers would be impacted more by things like trend because they had the ability to choose and browse and discover things on their own. So we had predicted how the American retail landscape would change and classic fashion would go away like the Gaps and the Bananas and the J. Cruz of the world were now be more about this like trend-driven fashion like the H&M, Topshop, Zara, etc. Because mm-hmm. now the consumer has the ability to gain that access and that information. And this concept was already proved to be working in Europe and in Asia. Oh, really? Um, okay, so, so there was no uh, drawback from your professors or other peers that were like, yo, like, what was the response when you... The response is like, what is this? But okay, cool, like you you, you, you drafted this in a way that it's believable. Okay. okay. Now we so then I did all this investigation and I became obsessed with this one company called Zara, which obviously everyone now, yeah. now knows. And at the time, they I think only one store in the US as well, but I studied their supply chain. It's based out of Spain. It was pretty insane how they reacted to from idea to trend to concept to execution to in store in thirty to forty five days. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So, anyways, throughout the course of the semester, I realized I couldn't start a a, a fast fashion retailer. So, throughout the course, by December from September to December, there was a slang term that I made up that was five four, which basically means five minus four equals one which equals one love. So when I was saying like, all right, Adam, all right, Ray, okay, cool, uh, Brad, one, one love, whatever. So I would say five, four. All right, so I'm saying I'm bye. so glad that that's what, that's what five, four means because at first when I saw five, four, I'm like, do you have to be that tall to wear it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck. I don't qualify. Yeah, what a bummer. Right. Damn it. So it meant everything from 
one love to to bye to fuck you. All right, five four that bitch, whatever. Right? Wow. So, anyways. That was like obviously drunk college term, whatever, and then but, then it, but it really meant one love. Yep. Yeah. So we decided to print up some sweatshirts that said five four. We looked in the yellow pages, which at the time that was still relevant. Wow. This See, was like the yellow around, pages, kids, was right. a book that listed all the businesses in, it was your, basically in, in your area. Google on paper. Yeah. yeah. Before you had Alexa yeah. to call somebody for you, you had to right. Fucking before open you had that book. bitch Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So oh, that bitch Alexa. Uh, five four that bitch. <laughs> five four. Her. Right. So anyway, so like, so. You know, I think that... Um, you printed up some sweatshirts. We pr- printed up some sweatshirts, sold them to our friends. We we're like, oh, cool. This is dope. Around whatever. campus. What's up? Around campus? Around campus and just our friends. Because they had been saying 5-4, so they thought it was so novel that we 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 did this Is that how you sweatshirts. can tell that maybe you, you had something with the name when you would... like? Because, I mean, how do you start playing the seed with that with friends? Like, do you just kind of start just being like, yo, we're kind of... We came up with this company idea, like 5-4, and then... Well, I had said the term so much that it was so obnoxious, like oh, yeah. kind of like the way I've been saying vibes in the last twenty minutes. Yeah, that no, don't stop. Every right. So then they just thought it was so clever, novel. Then the second sem- semester, when we came back in January, we needed to write a business plan. So throughout that course of the semester, we ended up getting the product in like five stores in LA. Got like seven magazine hits. Shit. And this, this was just all us, me and my partner, sending in emails to magazines with. Just cold line calling. sheets, cold calling, going to stores, the whole nine. You see, cold calling kids. Is, all right. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> Wait, so, so then, I feel so like then we graduated in May 2002. Our parents were like, what are you going to do? We said, yeah. oh, 5-4, obviously. They laughed. So then what we did, we took seven credit cards, maxed them out, went to a trade show called The Magic Show. That's in Vegas. In Vegas yeah, in August 2002. Yeah. Um, and now the show is not very relevant. Trade shows in general are not very relevant in clothing anymore. They still exist, but it's not. Like before, it was a Super yeah. Bowl. And now. It's I like want pre-season. people to realize. Yeah, wow. I I want people to realize the magic show in Vegas. That's not like magicians. It's Correct. not. It's Correct. a big clothing trade show. I'm pretty sure that's where Ed Hardy really got going. Yeah, he, yeah. He okay. actually got so going he, at another show. I think called the Project Show, which okay. is now owned by the Magic Show. But yeah, so he, blame the Magic Show for Ed Hardy, everybody. Yes, <laughs> or thank him, depending <laughs> on right. Uh, you depending know, on what uh, Hummer you drive and what uh, maybe you girl think, you roofie. Ma- right. Yeah, maybe you think. <laughs> Glittered Tigers is awesome. Hey, that's fine. I have uh, occasionally seen one of their shirts and been like, I would not wear that, but I love that you, you know, you seem like the person that would wear that. Some girls, and I, and that, and some, girls get, some girls get turned on by a, a lot beda- of girls by, do, I think. by a bedazzled pirate. Uh, that that's a thing. Is that one of their? I'll find one. <laughs> uh, I want to know real quick how tough is it to cold when you said you got a bunch of magazine hits? Yeah, that seems unheard. Of. That was primarily done through e- through email. So, and I mean, is that just a, I mean, you're throwing Hail Marys. Yeah, but at the point is like, what's the worst? No. Totally. But right? I'm saying, and I and you have to have that uh, go get them attitude, right? Yeah. It seems like you guys did. But also, um, how rare is that for uh, a company like that that's just trying to get their name out to even get that type of, type of attention that early? At the time, like, luckily, again, some... because there's less competition, it was able, there. I found a bedazzled I think pirate. a lot of people <laughs> don't think that they can do something. Yeah. So, like. I I guess by sheer you know balls that we emailed people we actually got it and we're like oh shit they responded oh shit they may feature it so then yeah. we went to this trade show did that uh, the show was miserable but we got some orders then we kind of struggled um, our my partner's parents secured a loan for us through the bank it was small but it helped us to chug along 
And then, you know, 2003 comes around, we got an angel investor. It didn't go well. 2005. Starting a a business, like, people think, like, oh, you just, like, say, I I would like to have a clothing company. And then people send you clothes. It's like, no, all that money has to come from somewhere. 2005 comes around. We we had put together this, like, dope book where we got a ton of press hits at the time. So Mm -hmm. it was all smoke and mirrors. The business wasn't really doing anything. But we put together this press book that made the book look like, or made the brand look so huge. It looked like a multi-million dollar brand on paper. Mm-hmm. So we got an investor back then, and then from 2005 to 2008 or so, you know, we 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 expanded the collection into full collection. And then in 2007, we had a new investor group, which is a family office, buy our investor at the time out, and at the time in two in 2007, clothing was a very hot thing in the in private equity industry yeah mm-hmm. so they were looking at us and another brand and they invested in us because we were cheaper and you know then 2008 hit which was our peak year but then the recession hit right the whole deal then we went from going to thousand stores down to like 500 stores right. and literally like people, a month pe- people, people were lose money they're like time, i, I just want to charge backs yeah, markdowns yeah, yeah, yeah. blah 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 we were left kind of with then a, another retailer put a million dollar cancellation on an order or canceled a million dollar order so we're like fucked we're 28 years old we don't know what to do our investors are like figure it out good luck shit <laughs> at the I mean, time please, please, please make our money back luckily retail market was struggling for us and we went we opened up three stores fairly quickly through the Westfield group and they um, they supported us gave us money to open up the stores we quickly realized men don't have the time to shop. They don't care. They don't go to the mall. They only go when the shit's on sale. So we're like, yeah. okay, this is a bad idea. We're still doing wholesale at the time. And we ended up, you know, by 2011 came around and we ended up uh, finding a brand that was launching in the women's space called Shoe Dazzle. And we had heard the story because um, the person that was associated with the with the brand got Kim Kardashian involved, and we we heard the idea. We were like, "Oh wow, that's so novel and cool and d- different." How does this apply to men? So kind of went back, sat and thought about it for a month, and then basically brainstormed and said, "All right, this is what we think is the best offering." You come out. It's still the same clothes, but it's just how you're serving it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And what makes you different from everything else out there because a khaki pant and a shirt is the same it's arguable it's the same everywhere yeah yeah. or at least the range is so small sure but what made us different was this concept that we would uh, curate the experience for the customer and that they would be getting something new every month and it was the price point was accessible it's equivalent to like a phone plan or gym membership or whatever right which is i mean and let's see this 2011 2011 concept to 2012 yeah. launch. Got it. So, like, you see things, like you say, like a gym membership. You see something like a Netflix right. where you're paying, uh, like, because uh, before Netflix, you'd be like, why would I pay eight bucks, ten bucks a month to watch movies that I can go see in the theater? And right. my, and that, I, that, that, that idea would seem insane back then, but now it's like, oh, yeah, that's totally what you would do. Yeah. Right. And now, and now these sort of, because... So, uh, Everything's getting tailored to the individual. So now you could subscribe to you, you subscribe to whatever radio shows, podcasts that you want. You don't have to listen to Chuck and Fuck in the morning ju- just because you're in North, North Dakota. You could go Hulu, Netflix, Five Four. You you 
everything's like designed towards the individual which and the, and the fact that you guys got on that so quickly and really innovators in the game is just right it's just amazing thank you thank you so yeah so we launched may 2012 we got a hit on our first day um into this a little bit more like this too. yeah yeah we got a hit hey. the first day um on press and my f- uh, partner's friend was a host of a tv show on g4 yep. he promoted the show for or the the club concept for free got like a thousand members off of that and we're like, oh shit, there's something here. And then we we organically got another like three three hundred guys or so that signed up. So we're like, oh shit, there's something here. And then for the next eighteen months, we did wholesale, we did retail, still we did the club, we had e-commerce, the whole nine. Then at end of 2013, we decided to close wholesale, close retail, close e-com, and make it exclusive for five four. The only way to gain five four is you have to be a member. So mm. that catapulted it because we focused just on that. We provided just one one message to people that this is what it is that you can buy. People and we ended it. up going, you know, from <clears throat> then at maybe at the time it was three, four thousand members. And now we have eighty thousand members that are members of the club. Yeah. Um, what and, does it know, mean to close e com, to close retail, to close So I cannot close retail meaning I close my stores in LA. Oh shit. To yeah. close e com meaning you can only buy e com product through e-commerce if you are a member um yeah. so it just made the, the brand dig, exclusive yeah, people dig to just being a member they like they, they they like thinking that they're an exclusive club like, right oh yeah other people don't know about this right yeah. so then you know as, even though anybody can sign up <laughs> right as two years progress um yeah. in uh 2015 we saw that there was now that we had gotten to a fairly big size and we saw that there there was a massive opportunity in the direct-to-consumer menswear market because the best menswear brands that are in the call fast fashion arena yeah. are actually women's focused brands like your top hmm. shops your zara's your asos's your your h&m's of the world and by fast fashion i mean brands that are direct-to-consumer vertically integrated now do you think mall stores like a zara yeah ASOS. now do you think that's because they tried to get men by the guys walk in there with their women and, part of it and they, but obviously men's is still yeah. a very big industry it's sure. just like secondary yeah so yeah. i rather be the king of men's fashion because there's less competition mm-hmm. than to be in the pool of like women's, fashion, women's fashion which is just, just tons of players online offline both combined this that mm-hmm. all going after the same wallet that's why not why, yeah. be the king of men as because the king of men to me at least in the fast fashion style arena is Zara. I think for a quality price point and fashion, yeah. they're probably the best option out there yep. when you put those three variables into it. But Zara's perceived more as a retailer. We're perceived more as a brand where we have more originality to what we do and all that. So, you know, two years ago, we looked at the market and said there's a big opportunity here. So we launched basically three brands that are category exclusive with footwear, the New Republic brand, Grand Athletic Club as the active, and Oshenta as the eyewear, and then obviously 5.4 being the core sportswear brand, Right. and said, let's go after this market, because this market is huge, huge, and, huge. and uh, there's a big opportunity there for us to go after that. So that's what we've been, in the last 12 months or so, that's been as big of a focus as the club business has, and now we've been able to 
to diversify and be able to do that because obviously we've grown. We have a you guys have expanded, yeah, Yeah. big time. So, so I, so I've got a question for you because you are the entrepreneur. You're the you're the clothing expert. Uh, Pretend, pretend we're in an episode of Shark Tank right now. Yeah, and you're the Mark Cuban guy. Okay. I come in with my pitch. I uh, have a bunch of shirts, and they're on a bunch of dwarves, and I'm like, hey, no one's making clothing for little people, specifically little people. Yes, niche market, but they're all but they're all gonna buy Spe- specific pants that have huge thighs, but not but not very long. Uh, la- large asses, but like I said, not very long. And adult stuff, but uh, but uh, small smaller sizes. How? How, Mr. Andres, can we can we make that happen? My gut instinct would say to you that that's a very niche industry, mm-hmm. and I would probably pass on it. Okay. I like the idea because it's niche and it's focused, and you you could probably end up being the king of it with very little competition. King of the dwarves, suck it, Dinklage. That's but, right, with my dwarf clothing line. I would say. Four, I would need to know four, more four. information. That, that, yeah, not 5-4, four, 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 right? 4-4. Four, 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 four. Oh, man, you've got competition. That's my height. 3-4. Four, four. <laughs> how dare you? I'm 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> but, like, I don't know enough about the market. Like, how yeah. big is the market size? How Not big. You know, right. So, if it's not big physically and, yeah. and quantifiably right, also, yeah, right. then I would say to you I would probably pass on it because mm. there's not enough revenue there and got the pie it. isn't big enough so uh, all right yeah all right but I, i'm see because that's something where every time i try to explain to people like my how i get clothes they're always sure. like why someone didn't just make clothes for dwarves and the honest to god truth is that because not every dwarf has my sizes like dwarves we have different sizes as well like yeah. with, within our own community so you, right. you can't just have an extra small there's the variation is yeah. too yeah, like yeah, for yeah. instance with men it's easier like Small, medium, large, extra large, double, triple. Yeah. You can kind of say there's six body types for 90% of guys. And the way I look at it is if you don't fit within that 90, then you know what? Go somewhere else. Yeah, because yeah. I can't be everything to everybody. Nope. Good luck. And I think that's something that we realize early on because, yeah. you know, p- people do complain about sizing or whatnot. Like, cool. Like, we just can't serve everyone. I'm going to go after the 90% of the audience. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think that's true for men because women... Uh, in general, they're they're buying clothes, but it's not just the simple body type. It's like yeah, but within that medium size, there's like oh, what ma- I have, but I have small boobs. How does that make me like? Or right. I have, or I have larger boobs, but right. then then my waist is with, this. With like, girls, the yeah. variables are even much yeah much more. So it's much more of a pain to go into that kind of model where they don't get choice. The mm-hmm. subscription concepts out there that exist for women all are revolving around choice as opposed to our concept that revolves around no choice. But it's fundamentally the biggest difference. Men is that don't men, like choices. Men don't like choices. No. W- women do. So yes. very simply, like, yeah. for the world that needs to understand why we do what we do, that's why. Yeah. When did you start to get celebrities involved? I Since 2002, actually. Yeah. So we always had celebrities wearing 5-4. We started, I think, our first celebrity. Like, for instance, when we launched 5-4... I had been a club promoter in college, oh, so cool. I had like two thousand people come to the party. I like Tommy Lee, Deftones, Shit. Uh, Run know. DMC, just through like my network and my friend, my first friend to wear five four that was a celebrity, who's one of my best friends to this day, is is Omar Miller, and Omar Miller that was on Ballers, yep. CSI mm-hmm. Miami, yep. my, the whole deal, or, or he's still 
on Ballers. Uh, he uh, he was actually the host of yeah. the party yep. in 2002. So at the time I met him, he was like, oh, yeah, I just shot this movie with Eminem called Eight Mild coming out within a few months or so. And I'm shooting Fat Albert right now as well. He was Fat Albert. Um, no, no. He Keenan, wasn't. Keenan but was he filmed. Yeah. He filmed it initially. Yeah. As Fat Albert, and then the, there was a studio change or something. Wow! So he was the initial Fat Albert, um, but he was an Eight Mile, and yeah. it wasn't even out yet. But I was like, "Oh, this guy's cool. He's funny. Whatever." Yeah. So we became mm-hmm. friends. Like, "Yo, bro, can you host my party?" He's like, "Cool." And now we're like very good friends yeah. to to this day, of course. So um, and like Efron and Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. I mean, it's just like yeah. So I mean, now like Mark Wahlberg, et yeah, cetera, et cetera. So you know, now we have like some of the biggest stars in the world that wear five four. Part of it is because they love the brand, obviously, and part of it, too, is because we've become friends with them, and a lot of it is just, like, we're average, normal people. Like, we all kind of... Everyone comes up the same way, essentially. Or at least 98% of people. Like, the privilege are very few and far between. Yeah, that's why they call it the 1%. Right. So, like... Because it's 1%. It's 1%. So, like, you know, we speak the same language as a lot of people what like really matters to us at the end of the day so like you know we don't get like starstruck by a celebrity because to us like everyone's the person the same essentially yeah Mm -hmm. but you know we've been fortunate right so we've been very lucky yeah well except oprah there's no way she no she doesn't even poop she doesn't have a butthole right that's a whole other podcast yeah um (laughs) so we've been pretty lucky that Almost every male celebrity, major male celebrity in the world, has worn five four at Do some you, point. Is that is that like an email or a, a, a sending a box of shit and being like? It's been a combination. Like up? for instance, I remember like ten years ago, we sent Tom Brady clothes, and um, we found out what the best way to get players' clothes are, and we just did it with. There was literally a hail mary, and next thing you know, he's wearing it in a press conference. And mm-hmm. we're like, is that oh. how you saw, saw it? Yeah. We literally saw it at a press conference. I mean, do you just freak out? Yeah. We're like, oh shit, he's wearing fucking 5'4". Like, we got to get nuts. that footage, right? Or then do you go, we got to get in touch with him to do maybe a photo shoot? Yeah, like, so then, no, it wasn't really that. It was just, we kept s- sending him clothes every now and then. and Because he's not saying it. it in the press conference. So like, how do you capitalize no. on that mm-hmm. exposure? Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Bear in mind, at the time, is very, very different this is probably 07 this is pre-social media now obviously it's very easy to post things like mark Wahlberg's probably the celebrity that wears five four the most yeah Mm -hmm. um so we've become friends with him and the entire deal so like it's different now because now there's a lot of content and photo assets out there that exist with mark wearing the product um or chris paul again he plays 82 games if he's wearing five four pre and post game and 25 40 of them whatever there's content and assets that exist fairly easily that I can go literally on my phone within minutes and mm-hmm. find it. Ten years ago, I could not. Yeah. So now it's very easy to get the content, promote the content. Um, so back then, it was just more like, oh, it's cool if this guy would wear it. Yeah. It's cool if that guy would wear it without us taking an opportunity approach to it. It's more like, that guy's cool. We want him to wear a 5'4". and. Mm-hmm whatever happens out of it we're not trying to monetize it it's just good for the brand is there somebody that you would like to wear that's not that you haven't yet sent like the same way that you ask an actor or director like who do you want to work with someday you know like do you ever think about like ah, fucking Tom Hanks could probably rock some of this shit or, or again <laughs> Oprah like who knows like she could be 
Stedman, yeah. I guess. Stedman might be looking for a change. Right. And is having trouble finding, you know, the clothes that that fit his style, his vibe. Stedman is constantly lacking vibe. Right. I've said this in 2002. Because <laughs> she controls the vibe. She does. <laughs> she controls all his vibes. She does, dude. <laughs> um, so in terms of who, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, some of the product we're making now, like, for instance, for the 5-4 Man Shop. You is make product, a little wish list, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, obviously, like, call it what you want to call it, but I think Kanye is the most influential men's fashion figure in the world by far. Really? There's well, no close number two, in my opinion. There's not. Why? There's not. Because he, he's, he, he owned it. He owned it from the day he came out as an artist that fashion is everything to me. And that spoke home to a lot of people. Spoke home to me because I would spend the majority of my income on fashion. Spoke home to a lot of kids. And he was passionate about something apart from just his music. Yeah. And, and use his music where, as an outlet yeah. to promote that obsession. And then... In the media, he talked about, and then on top of that, he talked about a lot of other things that made him more controversial yeah. and whatnot. But then, at, but at the same time, even when people make fun of his fashion choices, they still are interested in them. Like they still get oh, a yeah. lot of press. Like, sure, you you can make fun of the Yeezy boots all you want, but a lot of people wear them. A lot of people talked about them, and then they, and then you can say like, oh well, he they're way too expensive for people. It's like. Well, yeah, because then he wants to apply to that. His, he wants it to be that his exclusive taste and style thing. has yeah. impacted hundreds of billions of dollars in retail. Yeah, because is insane. Uh, uh, Adidas either bought Easy or they come out with a shoe that looks a lot fucking like it. You know, right. so it, well, Adidas the, it does makes the Yeezy got for it, Adidas. Got it, got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's yeah. He's but now there's a lot of copycats of the Yeezy by other brands now. Yeah, there's kids. I, there's kids I see in the malls that have or the fake Yeezy, right? Which right. that's which what you I get have. on like the yeah. T Mall or Alibaba or whatever. That's where, <laughs> that's what I got when I was in China. Fake, right, fake Yeezys. Fake Yeezys. What up? Come at me, Kanye, if you want your money. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Uh, why? There's, and, there's not even a. Cl- oh, go ahead. And then I think it would be cool to like outfit someone completely like take i'm just throwing it out a lot like barack obama who obviously dresses like a dad but he's still obviously the dopest president of all time Uh, for sure and he's like hey you could actually make him cool if he gave you the opportunity you know what i'm saying yeah and i think what's cool about five four is that i've seen guys from age 15 to age 65 wear five four it's just a matter of how they wear it and 5'4 doesn't have an age. It's more, we have more of a state of mind. So if mm. you're an open-minded person to the world, if you're a discoverer, if you like to explore, if you like, you know, if you're open-minded in general about all things in life from, you know, everything you could think of, you mm-hmm. know, as long as you have this open mind, then 5'4 is the brand for you because that's what we talk about. So, you know, we're not a brand that talks about like politics or religion, but our stance is like, Whatever you are and what you choose is what you are, you know? I love um, that there's more, like, I, I don't know. I, there's no clothing line I know of that has this much, like, thought and deeper message behind the whole strategy of what you're trying to put out there. It's like, you know, I know the gap is like, you know, buy our shit. Your calves will look good and your tits will look pretty pretty good, you know? Right. And it's like, all right, well, that's going to get you only so far. Right. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. And, it's and, and you know, from the people I've also met um, the work there, like, everybody seems to be on board and sharing this, like, and it's like right. constantly being funneled through everything you guys are doing. And even like when I kind of got to peep in and, and see like one of the meetings, it just seemed like very, I don't want to say intense, but like everyone just being very like um, committed to like, what well, fucking, what's the next move here? You know? Right. And, and you uh, know, my approach always has been you need to be, at least in business, always on the offense, yeah. not on the defense. 
And I don't know if you watched um, the Apple thing today, the Apple 10 and the... Yeah, what is it? The whole deal. But like... Everyone's saying it's going to be terrifying in the end of the world. And it's $1,000 for a phone? Yeah. What uh, obviously, I'm probably going to get two, but yeah. Why? Uh, <laughs> what is it going to offer? Uh, they have this thing where you can... Yeah. It's a little gimmick where you can talk into it, in, into the emoji, and the emoji talks and sends a message. So, for instance, say you take like... The you can talk with you as the poop emoji. With you as the poop emoji. Yeah. And send a message like that. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. That's part of it. The camera's insane. But the poop emoji is what's going to get the kids like crazy. <laughs> you know? It, it's really... You, you cater the kids with these new phones, don't you? Oh, my God. The whole thing was like, okay, I can see like every girl like doing the little... Doing the filters. The little and filters and this like and that. that yeah. Talking. Oh, my God. You're so cute. If oh they had more filters on these phones... Like if the iPhone comes with its own filters now and right. fucks, up, fucks with Instagram and Snapchat, that's going to be a game changer. Right. And crazy. the end of the world. And and guess what? The end of probably sex for some dudes because they're going to be like, look, I don't care what you look like as a fucking dog. Stop right. sending me that. Right. <laughs> so I think, you know, for us, there was this quote that Tim Cook had said that Steve Jobs always said that it's about skating to where the puck is going. Yeah, not where, it, not, not where, not where it's been. Not where it's been. Yeah. So it's the same thing, always be on the offense. So for us, mm-hmm. we're – it's funny because our competition – is always trying to look at what we do for sure and to copy you and like spies <laughs> the, <laughs> one of them is like question. three or four of my fired employees so yeah wow um, see boom dude. but again we don't care because like the secret sauce is at least from the top it's me and my partner yeah, you can't tap like, your brain yeah you can't mm-hmm. tap the brain and then obviously the the, the staff that we There's nothing but goat in there yeah so it's about <laughs> the ideas a lot of times come from us and then it's about the team that surrounds you that helps yep. execute your your ideas and a lot of times with great people like make your ideas even better mm. so i think that you know for us you know cool like we have this joke that we will write and put a fucking billboard out of what we want to do good luck to execute it and then good luck to know what's in our mind for the next step because everything it's like a big game of chess and like we know where we want to go and yeah you can start to see things okay this is where okay this is where these guys are going but we're already like three steps ahead on on to the next plan Mm -hmm. we're on the iphone 15 you know what I'm saying? Wow. What's it? So, what's an average day? Look, when you come in, let's say you got a, a day of meetings and stuff. Do you sit down in your office? Do you check some emails? Do you have a sip of coffee? Do you have Twitter? Like, what do you? Yeah. Um, so I wake up around between seven seven thirty. My partner, if he listens to this podcast, is probably going to laugh because I'm a late person. Yeah. But I usually read two hours every day. Of what? The news, e- email, everything mm-hmm. from CNN to Wall Street Journal to. Vogue to Women's Wear Daily to Hypebeast to Love. Complex yeah. to GQ to just sure. keep relevant. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Shoot obviously the check social media, see what's cool, what's new. There's there are new product release. What are my friends doing? Whatever. Now you're a foodie. What's your breakfast go to? Actually, I don't like breakfast, so typically it'll just be like a bar and a yogurt, and that's all it. Right. There you go. Um, if it's I'm all, if all, I'm pretty hungover, I'll do Team some lunch. sort of green juice or something. It's more <laughs> lunch. I, I'll do like a salad or whatever. Yeah. Um. But, uh, so my day typically in the office starts between 10 and 11. Today I had to be there at 8.30 in the morning, but I was late, of course. (laughs) Um, But 
when I my meetings typically start at eleven and they're usually slammed all the way till six thirty p.m. So I don't typically take lunch. If I do, it's for thirty minutes. I'll run to the market and yeah. grab something. Yeah, and come back or postmate something or whatever. Yeah, but it, it but, but it's like it's back, to back, to back to back to back to back to back. And yeah. I used to do one hour meetings. Now I cut the the rule is thirty minutes now. Because I just have to get to... If I can't say what I need to get and yeah. my team to be able to get in 30 minutes, then we sh- there's a bigger problem that we have. I feel like an hour meeting is like filled with... A, a good Dreadful. hour meeting, uh, yeah. And, and I have a lot of chit-chat. really bad attention span, so... <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. Well, you're well, doing great here. Yeah. And uh, I just like... I put my phone on airplane mode. Yeah, I, pretty, <laughs> I, think, I think that actually... I doubted that move for a minute, but I think that's been yeah. the, uh, the key ingredient. And I took the Bluetooth off my iWatch for the thing. So. How is the iWatch? It's great. Game changer? Dope. The notifications are great because it allows me to see quickly if it's relevant or for me to check or not. Now, you're a guy that's ahead of the game. Um, how do you see, like, do we go, I mean, people joke well, about Well, the new like, iWatch has uh, has uh, a telephone in it. Wow. Like, you can just use so the phone. You can just straight Dick Tracy somebody? Yeah. See, that's what I want. I had the Dick Tracy uh, watch, and I yeah. pretend to be Dick Tracy. And it's the and same size. Yeah. I mean, you got to watch the videos. That they explain in detail, but it's pretty gnarly. Will we ever get, like, chips in our heads? Maybe. Who knows? I hope we do. <laughs> right. I think that'll be That'd dope. That'd be dope. Yeah. You know? I mean, fuck, they dude. Change the chip in your head. See? <laughs> Pre-program it like that sex robot thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're going to kill us. Watch. Please don't set the dwarf chips on kill. <laughs> yeah. That's all we need. You don't need the, the dwarf fours. uprising. Chucky in real life. <laughs> three fours. Uh, but here, I want to know about, wait, real quick. Yeah. I want to know about your club promoting days, because that's bonkers. Yeah. And Brad and I, I'm sure both at SC, like, went to outside promoted. Do you guys of, both go to USC? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Fight yeah. on! Yeah, fight on, baby! Indeed. Fight on! And I went to a, so hand- a lot of USC players that now are in the league. I know or whatever, that. Where that's force. incredible. So we have dude. a pretty big roster. That's got to be like an pretty extra. Much every single USC player that's gone on to the NFL wears. How dope is that? There you go. Dope, right? I mean, like that's got to be like an extra special thing when you're like, yeah, oh, we started here, and now USC's a school of great pride. Fuck yeah, dude! So it's like a big thing for us when they, you know. So because yeah. of that, you get. I mean, are you just? I mean, I know. Um, I'll see. Uh, I can't remember his name. At Clippers games all the time. Um, uh, he works at five four. Billy Crystal. Bernie. No. no. Yes, Bernie. Bernie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, are you? Do you guys get similar access to like SC stuff because of that? I mean, yeah. So usually, once they announce uh, that they're going to the league, then we have access. To That's them. so dope. Yeah. Wait. So okay. So how do you get into club promoting? And what? What did you love about it? What would you? What you hate about it? What yeah, made you so finally I mean, get out I of it? I did a couple of things. I did club promoting. I used to make fake IDs. Um, oh, tell, that tell was actually my main world. source of income. Yeah. Um, Imagine. During college. Luckily, I those days were way, way, way past. Do you um, buy a machine? How does that work? I, I don't really you want to You find a shady that. dude outside of a Quiznos? If, if, if there's a statute of uh, limitations, <laughs> I just want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. But it was um, all legal. But it was all legal. <laughs> I was just allowing kids to go get drunk. For sure, dude. Um, you were but, not sure. Uh, club promoting, yeah. So, like, I was just pretty popular and my best friend was pretty popular as well so we just got together and threw clubs so between that and the ids we were able to or i was able to to sustain for a while dope and i used to be able to go ball out at the club and spend like 150 bucks at the bar tab which to a 20 year old college college that's a lot of money yeah that's insane yeah that's you were like diddy of uh of like the shitty bar you bought six coors lights holy shit the nino yeah also going i remember going to those outside club promoted uh club uh clubs in like on sunset in college Mm -hmm. and dude 
I felt so cool, like fucking just getting in, and then it was just like it's it was overwhelming. First of all, because I don't think I'd I think I went to one night club when I was in high school in downtown Seattle, but it was just like weird and ghetto, and there was not right. nobody really there, and we went on an off right. night, so I didn't get a true club experience. Right out here, gave it to me, and it was like done right. I'm sure, dude, it could have been one of your events. Yeah, probably. Um, but uh, well, now it's funny because so my best friend still is in the business, but he's a club owner and a, a restaurant owner now. Dope. And the joke that we were saying the other day that back in the day, we used to be able to each bring 250, 300 people on our own. Now it's any fucking dickwad with like a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter handles, a club promoter. I know. And it's like, yeah, I bring 20 people, pay me 200 bucks. It's like gone are the days of like the super club promoters that they used to be able to bring hundreds of people on their own. Wow. Like, so these club promoters, and how do they do it? They just have their group of friends and they go, yeah. yeah I don't even know. Yeah. Be, but yeah. It's, be, be really, really good looking. Right. Something. <laughs> any crazy uh, stories? Any, any crazy fights or like, um, I don't know. I once uh, got people... spray can with Mace by accident because there was a fight that broke out outside of a club. And I actually was trying to break up the fight because I knew one of the people. And then mm. the cops just sprayed the fuck out of everyone. And then I got. You didn't made. have the bandana to pull up and cover your No, no. This is and that's bandana. how the bandana got started. Yeah. PB. Pre bandana. <laughs> <laughs> Or BC, BB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four bandana. <laughs> Four bandana. <laughs> oh, and, and, oh and just curious, because uh, j- j- just in case any of our listeners are out there, that uh, I, I I know our listeners, and they'll probably be mace in the future. Uh, how do you get that sting out? Is it just water? Is it milk? What do you do? I got water, and then it went out three, four minutes later. Okay. So it was it All right. Was so, if you're, uh, so, if you're, so if you're heading to a protest... There you go, bro. <laughs> Bring that, dude. Uh, yeah, do you was, have to go? Yeah, we're sorry, real quick. Yeah, you saying protest? Maybe just think. Yeah, are you good? Twenty minutes. Oh, great. Okay, we'll probably another five or ten. Yeah, cool. Easy. Uh, when you see like the protests and stuff, do you? When you see things that are crazy and and national news, yeah. Like when you saw like the guys walking through with tiki torches and 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 Heil Hitler, were you like, please yeah. God, do not let one of these fucking white <laughs> men be rocking a five four ball? Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to me that that even still happens I mean and that even it happens ask. like I understand it still happens but that it happens out in the open like that I yeah. mean I don't know same same, I, same I, way I you're watching TV going like Tom Brady's wearing our stuff that's you're like not no Charlottesville no do not wear 5-4 yeah, I obviously we do not condone that we right not, well because that's what happened completely, that's what happened with yeah, the, pe- uh, the pe- uh, Peppa the Frog thing <laughs> not the vibe bro <laughs> Pepper the Frog had nothing to do with white supremacists, and then all of a right. sudden they like adopted it, and then right, and, right, right. And then the creator's like, "Whoa, no! Yeah, the dude. frog is not racist. No <laughs> moss. What's Pepper the Frog? Uh, it's a meme that uh, the white supremacists <laughs> kind of adopted as their own. Oh, bummer. Yeah, and it's a cool looking frog, and now you can't have it or post it or do anything because people are gonna think you're a Nazi. It's the same way I think there's a comedian that has a bit about like he was like Hitler fucked up the stash. You know, like yeah, right. There's a lot of people that used to rock that, <laughs> right? And we're good dudes. <laughs> can't do it anymore. Well, yeah, remember, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I can't mean, you, make sure that shit's long and covers right, like right, right. almost You're a like, cheek. No, it, no, <laughs> it's the Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, sure. Yeah, keep no. keep saying that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Chaplin must have been so bummed. <laughs> um. So all right. So uh, people, if they, I mean, you've given a great endorsement for it, and thanks for doing this, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, do you do many podcasts? I've done. Two or three. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, we're we're on, we're on that short list. There awesome. you go. And then, uh, so how how do people sign up for five? Yeah. Club? So you go to five four club dot com. It's f i v e f o u r club dot com. It's a pretty short quiz. It takes thirty to sixty seconds. Mm-hmm. And for all 
the audience here. We're going to do a code till the end of September about yes. last night. All one word about last night. Make sure you guys know how to spell it if you download it, obviously. Yes. And uh, if not, that code look at your phone. You, right. <laughs> that code will give you 50% off for your first month of 5-4 Club, which Whoa! traditionally is 60 bucks, but for this month, it's going to be 30 bucks for you. That's amazing. Well, get on it, listeners. Head on over to 5-4Club.com and type in the code about last night. Not not it. And not look fresh. About last night. Look fresh. Look good. Look, look the best out of your crew. Get look, the girl. Look, you know? look as good as get Adam and I do get right now. It is. Yeah. Um, uh, really quickly, can, can we end with like a quick uh, rapid fire ten question? Yeah. All right. Cool. Please. Um, favorite food. Uh, these tacos. Can be, yeah, these can be one word. Uh, favorite city. Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Your your uh, favorite hero. Inc- uh, he man. Dude, <laughs> that is an unbelievable. I want to ask why. Some like, would say I'll, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> you know why? They are assholes. Why is that? Why I is like that? the merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> he, they did brand him. I used to rock the he, the sword, the yeah. lunch pail, the t-shirt. Everything. So, uh, he might, favorite favorite Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, Saturday morning cartoon. Popeye. Popeye. Yeah. All right. Good choice. You there. know what's so crazy too? You look at Olive. It's like she was mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. But like you're Popeye, dude. You're fucking. She would have been an Insta model. <laughs> she would have been, wouldn't she? <laughs> she would have like five hundred thousand followers. She would. Tag someone, your sponsor. <laughs> someone, please do that. Someone, like, make an olive oil Instagram page and just like sexy olive oil, just doing like duck face lips. Well, she was sexy, right? Tag your upper. sponsor, like in beach cities across yeah. the world on yachts. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like flashy Fit, cars. Fifty. Um, favorite uh, clothing item. Clothing item. Yeah. Jacket. Mm-hmm. Dope. Favorite season? Winter. So you say so wear more jackets. Exa- more layers, bro. My yeah. nickname is the Layer King. The Layer King? <laughs> I wear layers in That's the very summer, spring, of summer you. fall, winter. That's right? good very for he-man. cakes and good for fashion. Dude. In the summer, I do very light layers. Yeah. Like all super fine cotton or linen. In the fall, winter, I do wool and cashmere. Yeah, you, you rock those um, in the winter. The um, I mean, I'm wearing three layers now, and it's yeah, hot as fuck. Yeah. Uh, you're rocking it. Biggest mistake that men commonly make in fashion? Uh, just wear t-shirts and jeans. Mm-hmm. Got it. What does that say? It just says you don't try? Yeah. Yeah. You don't, because it's basically like you... Give it a little something extra. T-shirt and jeans is the uniform. Just add a little... One little vibe to it. Add a bandana. Sure. <laughs> what if you got a cool beard situation going on? Is that the addition? A hat? No. Maybe then cool shoes. So it should be below the neck additions. Sure. It ranges on the guy. Below yeah. the neck additions was a great That's boy a band. Great, great <laughs> yeah. boy band of the nineties. <laughs> below the neck additions. There. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, f- uh, f- uh, favorite podcast. Hint. About last night. Perfect. You're goddamn right. <laughs> favorite sport. Soccer. Favorite site, website. Favorite site? Yeah. I hear 54club.com is pretty good. Instagram. I mean, that's not a site, though. 54club.com. Yeah, 54club.com. Like one that you go to that you, I don't know, do you have a, like something like the chat, something that you go to for funny stuff or? Instagram. Yeah. I literally just look at Instagram. That to me is my hub for everything it's kind of amazing the amount of shit you can see on that fucking app like, yeah there is i think if you were to ask me five years ago what's your favorite site i would say like uh, uh new york times or like oh or 
hype beast. Yeah. But now it's like I get it all consumed in, in one platform. You can get platform. your news from Instagram too if you want. I get everything through Instagram. Yeah. Fuck. I, like I don't have the patience I know, to watch I know what's going on in the NFL game from Instagram. Yeah. I go on, I refresh it every 15 minutes. House, House of Highlights, Sports Center, the whole nine. I follow a few accounts. I get everything through through there. Amazing. Um, favorite uh, f- favorite girl type. Uh, <laughs> uh, horny and single. Uh, <laughs> brunette, Spanish, Italian, Latin. Vibe. Whoa, Latin girls are pretty sweet, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Favorite dwarf type. Dwarf Three fours. <laughs> All right. Nice. All right. Yeah. Two fours. I like it. Um, right. So uh, c- c- coming to the fall collection. Coming uh, to the fall. Three, 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 four club dot com. Boom. Not a bad spinoff. <laughs> We're launching uh, it. And last one. Uh, favorite uh, thing to do on an airplane because you travel a lot. And uh, we travel a lot. And I'm, yeah, looking, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. looking for a new favorite thing to do. Uh, download everything you want to watch on your Netflix account on your iPad. And... Watch on the plane. You can download stuff yeah. from Netflix yeah. onto the iPad. On the Netflix yeah. app. Yeah. yeah. What? And then it allow once Is that you what watch everyone's it, watching on the plane next to me? Yeah. yeah. And then when you watch like I watched all of so I went to Mexico City two weeks ago. I watched Narcos season three all on the flight there and from back. Oh fuck. In the game, man. Literally, it's changing. Like yeah. It was Why well, did you get an iPad? I I uh and you need I to get assume, the big iPad. I know it's I, obnoxious, but it yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. the best. I assume people were the best. I assume people were um da- getting stuff off iTunes. No, nah, no, because place, the no. problem is the streaming on the yeah. If you, you're trying to stream it on the plane, the streaming super slow, so you have to pre-download it beforehand. So I literally downloaded the whole season. Beforehand. How long does it take? How much space do you need? Who cares? Like you do it overnight, <laughs> and then you just delete it when you're done watching it. Yeah, yeah. it actually pings you to delete it when you watch it when you're done. So as soon as the episode ends, it, it oh, said, wow. "Would you like to delete and watch the next one?" Yes. So it's almost like the uh, it knows. the masseuse at the uh, Korean spa after the happy ending. She brings the towel. Up. There She's you like, go, bro. You're done. Now it's time <laughs> to clean up. There you go. Up. For sixty dollars a month, you can join that <laughs> subscription too. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, 
Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.